Welcome to the Finishing Well podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact their world for the kingdom of God. Whether you're 65 and up or not quite there yet, everyone can begin preparing to finish well. Now, here's your host, Randy Hess, with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habecker. Welcome, folks, to the Finishing Well Ministry podcast. My name is Hal Habecker. I'm here with Randy Hess. Uh, We try and talk about things that are important to us as Christian men and women living our lives in our latter years. God has a unique purpose for us. We've tried to develop this in our ministry called the seven essentials. Uh, The seven seven essentials are not handed out from heaven in a sense like the Decalogue is to Moses. But they're, they're convictions that we've developed as we study the scriptures and reflect on life. And they're important things for us to deal with in life. Uh, you may say, well, they're really only five, or you may want to make them nine or whatever, but we want to suggest them to you. It's kind of like Vince Lombardi when he'd take his football team out to the 50-yard line to start training camp. He would say, gentlemen, this is a football. So we want to say these are things that God wants us to deal with in our lives as we age. So we're working in reverse. We've done what's like in heaven, anticipating a heaven. Uh, Number six is, you know, anticipating the end of our lives. Number five is we will be available as God continues to call us to serve in life as we age. It's a unique uh, principle that I think is true. Uh, Let me just give you two quotes to start this, and then I want to ask Randy to jump in here with a thought or two. Uh, Good morning, Hal. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, Randy. Great to have you with us on this journey again. Great to be here. So two quotes here. Carl Sandburg has said, nearly all the best things that came to me in life have been unexpected and unplanned by me. So I think about that. I'm 74. You know, what is what does God have for me and for us yet in our years of living and trusting to him? John Mazel, who's a friend of mine here in Dallas, who launched a ministry called East West Ministries, he, I love his quote. He says, all that God has done in and through you up until this point is merely preparation for all he intends to do in you and through you going forward. Uh, you know, I, I quote Robert Browning all the time and Rabbi Ben Israel, and he says, grow old along with me. The best is yet to be. So the fifth essential is building an anticipation in our lives and what God is going to do through us and in us in the years that remain ahead of us. It has to do with our purpose. Do we anticipate what God is helping us to grow through and continue to discover in our lives as we age? Uh, First of all, Randy, uh, interact with me. Does that make sense? How do you respond to this idea that God is doing something ahead of us? And then I want to share a few scriptures on this quickly. Any thoughts, Randy? Uh, Well, um, I'm not sure I have anything new, Hal, but I have just the idea that being available uh, can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. 
Um, and so I think we need to be clear that we feel being available is both uh, directionally looking up, but it's also looking sideways and down. All right. So it's kind of a being aware of our lives in a 360 kind of motion, if you will, keeping my eyes on the, on the ball that happens to be above me, but it happens to be on both sides of me. And so that might be a whole new, uh, whole new world for me, whole new perspective. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know how many of our listeners out there might come from a situation where the world revolves around them. They're the centerpiece of it, and everybody else kowtows and pays attention to it. But if, if they are, this will be a, quite a revelation, re- revelation to them that uh, the Lord wants us to pay attention to others. I've always felt like I felt I, I and my I, you know this about me. I've always felt that finishing well, Al, had so much to do with getting out of getting out of your own uh, absorption about you, about me, and ab, and opening the door, opening the the opening the windows, opening my eyes to the fact that there are others around me who both who both pour into me all the time whether i know it or not but who need pouring into from me it's not just about me so i see in a way how this essential uh being available as assuming and i don't know if it's good to do that or not but assuming that people have grappled with the fact that they're, that it's important for them to open the door to others and allow others to feel comfortable bringing them into the picture, utilizing them, coming to them, wanting them to be, wanting, wanting them to, to be there to encourage me. Wanting them to be there to to listen to me, and if they're and so being available is all of that to me. How it's about getting out of yourself and getting aware that you have family, you have friends, you have neighbors, you have you have lots of other people who would love to have more from you in some form or fashion if you would open the door. Um. I, I that's well said, Randy. Uh, I, I like what you also said. There is a vertical component to this, but God doesn't lead us independent of people around us. I mean, He has He is orchestrating our lives in such a way that I think He wants to use us in their lives and them in our own lives, and we can't imagine how that meshes un, unless we have in our hearts, an idea, God, lead me, help me, help me get out of myself, help me see what you want to do through me and others, and help me to see others for what they bring to my life. 
Now, I have a couple of quick examples of this. Let me uh, throw these out. A couple of verses, uh, a couple of experiences out of Scripture. I like Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. They're verses that, that are well-known. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. This is thinking ahead, how He's going to lead us. And He doesn't lead us independently of people around us. He's leading us through life, amplifying who he is and helping us to see what he wants to do in our lives. Uh, One of the clear points in uh, this, an illustration for me is Abraham. First of all, I love to point out when we study or think about Abraham, God called him at age 75. But you think, uh, God said, Abraham, I have a plan for you, or Abram, I have a plan for you. Follow me. You cannot imagine the the relational impact of Abraham's life as he followed God to a new place, a new land, and God had this adventure planned for Abraham in the back of his mind before he ever called him. So Abraham steps into the plan of God, and he experiences new people, new things, a whole new land, a whole new people because God was leading him. Uh, You know, I think of Joshua. Uh, He was Moses' understudy. Of course, you could say the same thing about Moses at age 80 that you said about Abraham at age 75. I I mean, Moses had no idea the relational impact of his life as he followed God and was open to his leadership, how it meant a new relationship with him, with Yahweh personally, and the dimensions of the nation of Israel and, and the land. Who who would have ever imagined? Now, in some small microcosm, I, I think that's the way God works. It may be a, a day, it may be a, an event on a particular day. It may be an event in a week. It may be an event in a month. It may be an event for a season in our lives. I, you know, but God is in charge. And we will be available as God calls us to serve. You know, Moses could have said no to God. Uh, Abraham could have said no to God. The apostles, as God called them to follow him, they said, we're not going to do this. We're out of here. But at every point, God invites us into his world. He wants to create in us a heart to follow him. And it goes into all the dimensions. I love uh, Deuteronomy 31, where... When Moses was telling Joshua what's going to happen, he said, the Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. And that ahead of you, you know, God's been ahead of you and me all of our lives. He's leading us, developing us. And at every year, there's something new that he's doing that is opening our eyes and our hearts to a whole new dimension of who he is and how he works. And this is remarkable to me. Uh, And by the way, this is not a pie-in-the-sky theology. The best is yet to be. Open your heart. You know, like Annie in uh, the musical, the sun will come out tomorrow. You know, go through a hardship, but it'll change. No, there's a deep principle here about God leading us through hardships, challenges, aging, new people, new opportunities, whatever they are. But we trust him because of his sovereign leadership and the work of his spirit in our lives. Um, You you know, I think of the Good Samaritan. It's another simple story. A guy who had a plan. He was on a business trip and God, something interrupted him. 
this poor friend, this poor man who is beat up in the road to Jericho. And he stops and changes his whole life. So this is the principle. Be available. You know, you uh, people, somebody need your help. Be available. If, if you're broken and somebody else can help you, be available. Open your life up to somebody else. Being available means being available also, as you mentioned, uh, to, to tune in to the Lord's guiding. The Lord guides through others. You've already mentioned that. But it's just to keep your mind more available and more open to the fact that the Holy Spirit is around us. We're believers. There is, there are ways to discern what you're being told to do and how, who you're made, who's on your heart, who's on your mind that might need something from you. That's coming from somewhere. If you have dreams about certain things that need to be done or people in your family or whatever that, that is a burden for you, you know, those are clear messages that are being given. Whether, you know, you can say, well, it's my mind that's working here. You know, my mind comes up with these things. Nah, I don't, I would say uh, that uh, you you might want to open your heart and your mind up to the fact that the Lord is steering you, is steering you either away from something or towards something. And the towards something it can be, if you follow this essential, something you are available to help with, available to make a difference with, available just to say hi, available just to speak into somebody's life who needs it uh, uh, in, a, in a gentle way, in, in a graceful way. But all I'm saying is it's listening to the Lord for yourself, but also keeping yourself open to the idea that maybe you are part of that transmission to someone else. Am I right there, Hal? And, and so I think that it can be a directional thing that goes up and down and sometimes sideways uh, for us to just be aware that we are part of the plan, maybe to help make a difference, a positive difference for some for, for others. Uh, not just for me, 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 me all the time. Lord, help me. Lord, do something for me. Lord, I'm a, I'm a mess. I need your help. Well, maybe the Lord's saying to you, one of the ways you're going to straighten out your life is by helping others. And who knows? Who knows when that, when that message might. So we talk about finishing well. Uh, Sometimes, Hal, by talking about getting ready and being on the playing field, getting out of the stands, coming down. I've I've talked about that. You know that for years. Of getting ready. Why are I, why am I on the playing field? I don't know what the plays are. I don't know what the game is. Well, the game is the Lord's game, so you're not going to know exactly what the game is. But if you're ready, the Lord will give you the nod of when to what to move and where to move. So I I, I like will. to feel like. I like to feel like when that happens, you will find a track. I call it a track, a finishing well track that you can get on. And it helps to feel that. It helps to feel like I kind of have a notion of how I can help people, how I can be available, how I can do something uh, for others. 
And anybody can be available. Anybody can be available. You may not be able to have, you may not have the gift of, uh, of, a, of a physician to give somebody new life or save their life. You may not have the, the gift of playing music for them. You may not have the gift of doing some kind of, uh, of, uh, of uh, technology that would make a difference in their life, creating technology. But you have the gift of being available whether you think so or not, if you, but, but it goes with this, this opening the door thing. If you're not, if the door isn't open, you can't be available because others notice that your grandkids notice that your kids notice that when you're not available, they notice it. They notice your attitude. I'd never invite grandpa to this kind of thing. You know, that kind of stuff, <laughs> because what, what would he do? He would just create a mess. You know, that kind of thing. Or, or or gripe the whole time or whatever. All I'm getting at, Hal, is that they'll know whether your door is open or not. So it's important to, to just understand that it's an attitude you have based on the plan God has created for you, that you open the door to that plan. That's all we're asking. And you will find avenues to be a make a difference person who will have a purpose in your life and you will feel like you're finishing well. There's an experience I had five years ago that really helped me on this essential. I'll just take two minutes here to share it. I was sitting in a service in church and the, the preacher used an illustration, which is this. There's a book written, it's entitled From Eden to Paradise. It's the story of John Stuart Gilbert, a young man who at the age of five was diagnosed with Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. He became a poster child in California for muscular dystrophy, and he was at a fundraiser for MD in California, and they were auctioning off a whole bunch of athletic things, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera on behalf of MD, muscular dystrophy. So uh, John De John Stuart David is sitting in the back corner of this room, and the auctioneer picks up a basketball that's autographed by all the Sacramento Kings basketball players. And the auctioneer lifts the ball up and says, let's start our bidding at, I think it was $500. And without thinking, John Stuart Gilbert who could, he was in a wheelchair, but he could raise his hand. He raised his hand because he loved basketball. And he said, I've never felt so many G forces as my mother slamming my hand down on my wheelchair saying, you, we can't afford that. But then something strange happened, Randy. Uh, the, uh, the auctioneer, the price of this basketball continued to skyrocket, uh, to, to, to rise. I, and I, he never does say what it, uh, what, what it's sold for. But I'm assuming it's in the thousands. And he finally looked at the businessman who had the highest bid and he said, sold. And come up and get your ball. And this businessman who had been sitting on the other side of the room walked up to the auctioneer, got the basketball, turned and walked back to the corner where John Stuart Gilbert was sitting in his wheelchair. And he said, son, I want you to have this ball. And John Stuart is writing this story years later, 
And he said, that man did something with his abilities and resources that changed my life that day. So here you have a moment experience of a man seeing an opportunity to make a difference in somebody else's life. And he buys that basketball with the abilities God had given him and takes it back and gives it to John Stuart Gilbert. It just hit me in a way that God always wants us to be available to impact, uh, to help others, to receive help, to make a difference. And like you said, this horizontal impact of our lives. It's not just not all vertical. It's all around us every day. You check out at the grocery store. You know, what's going on? What does God want us to do? How can we encourage somebody? How can they encourage us? Does that illustration make sense? Now, let's just try and wrap this up, Randy. Yeah, it sure does. Sure does, Hal. There, there, and there are many other ways, of course, that we can keep uh, the door open and be available. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be giving gifts. It can be as much as anything being a friend or listening or uh, just checking in on somebody, see how they're doing. It could be any number of things that are the, are available to you once you open the door and start paying attention. That's what I'm saying. I love the way you express that, Randy. Just open the door. Is the door of your heart open to how God wants to use you, how he wants to bless others through your life? You know, very simple. But be a friend, like you said, be a listener, be a carer, being somebody who engages others, which goes back again. Our fifth essential is, are we willing to be available to others as God calls us? to serve. It's not about us. It's about helping others. It's about being available to them for how God wants to use us in each other's lives in this season of life, whatever our age. Really, really good insights, I think. I love being available to God. Thanks, Hal, uh, for, for for using this as one of our essentials. It's It's such an important one. You're welcome. I look forward to pressing on. Uh, we'll do the fourth essential uh, in the future, uh, being here for others, uh, being here for others and generations following us. That's the fourth essential, investing our lives in others. And we'll, we'll go through the others. We got four, three, two, and one to go. But it's been a joy processing this again for the advantage of helping those around the world and others going through the seven essentials, hearing somebody process that. Hopefully our thoughts help them open ideas, possibilities, and how God wants to use us. So uh, if you want to contact me, uh, contact me at hal at finishingwellministries.org. Follow-up thoughts for Randy, randy at finishingwellministries.org. Dot O-R-G. Pray for our ministry. And I, I want you to know we're praying for God's impact in your life, however it happens, and the importance of the years that he has entrusted to us. Does that make sense, Randy? It does, Hal. And 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 of course, we're we we love prayers for us too. By we'll take as many as we can get, and uh we'll take anything that anybody else wants to send us in terms of gifts and uh and just messages, whatever message is on your heart. We'd love to hear you. 
Check out our website at finishingwellministries.org and see all that God is doing through our work. And uh, may the Lord bless you today and encourage you in every way. Thanks for being with us these 25 minutes. Have a blessed day. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Finishing Well podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's conversation to continue living out your God-given purpose. Subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts, or you can find us at finishingwellministries.org slash podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Finishing Well Ministries. We'll see you next time.